1: a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this, Adidas.
0: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation.
1: On the first day of Christmas, this podcast came to share a chat with the announcer from Western Supermare. I'm Andy Baxter, and this is Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. And this is another Pint of Football Meets. Today, I am joined by Tim Clark, who is the stadium announcer at Western Supermare. And um, yeah, it's just wanted to do a bit of a getting to know you and find out the ins and outs of everything that goes on. So, Tim, good evening. Good evening, Andy. How are you? All right very well thank you so for those who don't know mm-hmm. you're the stadium announcer one of the stadium announcers yes at western supermare um wanted to know a bit about you really a bit about what you do at match days um how you got involved with the the club and the job and um yeah we'll sort of go from there if that's all right
0: yeah of course i mean it, it's a bit of a funny one to start with i mean i used to work for the western mercury which is the local newspaper down here um and I was like, why aren't the football club doing it enough to promote the fixtures? Because it's nice that you have a match report and all that lot, but the the team never actually promoted what fixtures were coming up. So I contacted the secretary and I said, look, I want to do a little bit of advertising with you. Is that something you're interested in? And he's like, yeah, can we have a meeting? And I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, So we had a meeting and he kind of brushed the advertising side apart and he went the reason I've got you down here is not because of sales or anything like that. It's your voice is incredible. And I went, sorry, I thought he was hitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, well, okay, thank you. And he's like, have you ever thought about doing announcing, like PA work in stadium announcing? And I was like, well, you know, I used to be a DJ back in the day, but it was literally only for about a month and then then kind of disappeared as it were. And I was like, Whoa. Not really? And he said, well, we've got a few there's a few technical bits that we're having with the current announcer um, where he likes to leave the microphone on and curse and obviously it goes over the tannoy. Oh, wow. Um So I was like, okay. Um, so we came down and I had a chat with him and to try and find out what it was all about. And I was like, what kind of music are they playing? And he said, oh, we've got a 60s. CD that we just plonk in the the mixer and press play. And I'm like, okay, walkout music didn't have any walkout music. Yeah, um, gold tunes didn't have gold tunes. I was like, okay. I went away and I was like, we can do, we could probably do a lot for this club. Um, and yeah, nine years later, I'm still there. Nine um, years. Uh, that
1: was my next question. Wow. Yeah,
0: n- nine years. Um, obviously, two of those have been without football because of COVID, but. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's been an enjoyable run. Um, myself and Alex Crawford, who's obviously part of the media team, have seen the club grow, which has been absolutely amazing. Because we used to have attendances of like four, four hundred, three hundred, mm. but now we're in the eight hundreds. We, I, I reckon, we're gonna get a thousand by the end of January because we've got Truro coming up, which obviously It could
1: be a title decider. Absolutely, that'll be a cracker. So, yes. just so the audience know, I mean, this is going out on the first, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. but. We are recording it the day after the Beaconsfield defeat, which yes. is sad. sad. Sad, It is, it is very
0: sad. Um, the the only saving grace is that Truro lost as well.
1: Is that a saving grace? I think that's more disappointing because when they started to, to concede a couple of goals, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, I put the thing, Chesham hadn't been beaten at home in over a year. So yeah. I thought, okay, this isn't going to be easy. I thought maybe if, it might be a draw or something, but the fact that Chesham went 2-0 up and then Truro Um, had a man sent off. I was like, okay, come on, West, we've got a chance here. And then I got a notification about a goal and I thought, this is it. But the other way, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Um, Beaconsfield, to be fair, any team in that league is capable of anything. At the end of the day, it's 11 against 11. It's whoever wants it more. Um, And, you know, Western have been in formidable form this season Mm. compared to seasons where we've just sat there in the crowd and just watched them and gone... Well, this is a bit boring. They are actually creating some really exciting football this year. Truro had two men sent off in the end of yesterday, I'll which could him. be an absolute blessing, to be honest, because they're going to be key men. Hmm. Um, and I think whether it's three games or one one game, that one game could help. But then I, I think, like I said, the title decider I think is going to be when we play them on the 28th of January at home because we drew with them away nil nil. Yep. But I really think that could be the one that decides who's going to. Be Going up, and I just hope I, I can't see the Beaconsfield defeat hampering it because Western have had defeats in the past season where they've literally just gone, Okay, we know what to do, we'll correct it, we'll go again. Mm. Um, whereas previous seasons, if they lost by one nil, you could just see their
1: souls destroyed. But the attitude of them this year has been fantastic, to be honest. I would say that they end the end of last season as well, because they went on a, a cracking unbeaten run, um, yeah. especially at home. And you well, they got see... into the playoffs. They got well, into they, the yeah, playoffs, exactly. And um, you know that that was coming from quite a way back. At one, yeah. point, one point, they were about ten points behind, but they Sorry. just kept going and going and going. And that's been continued into into this season. And one thing that you say about the sort of um, resolve and the sort of stubbornness, and you know, to, to not get beat. It seems a very settled size, even if they make one or two changes, which, yeah. which which they do sometimes, it's still the core of the same players. And they obviously know each other. And if even Murray comes in or Marlon's playing that week, they all know what, what to do, how each other's playing. And that seems to be key and it seems to be working. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, going through the the kind of games that we've had, there's been players that haven't wanted wanted to show up on days going through the seasons. But I think Scott's got such a tight-knit unit now where everyone knows what they need to do, even if they're on the bench for like five minutes they come off. I mean, Jay Murray was a prime example at the beginning of the season. He was only on the bench, but he came up and caused that electricity. Mm. And I think that's what the team is. They will all go for that winning ball or, or just try that little bit harder. Um, and, you know, Hayes, Hayes and Yedding were in the playoffs last year. We we lost to them in the final. Well, uh, the semi-final round. Semi, ride. yeah, I knew what you meant. Um, Yeah, and they're nowhere near the playoffs this year. Mm. So it's, it's such a difficult league to get out of because everybody wants it. Um, but I just hope and I pray that Weston get up because it'll be so good for the town. it would be so good for the club. And obviously, if we get the redevelopment going ahead, then it'll be even better for the club in the long run.
1: You say if. Yeah. Is there a big... Asterix over there, big question mark. Is it to do with planning or funding? Or?
0: Um, of the development, I have no idea. Um, the guys that we had down at the game last week, um, they were actually the, the um, designers of the, the structure and they've said that there's no problems. The council have had everything now. So I think it's all just a case of when we hear, and I think the ball will start moving. It's going to be exciting.
1: I remember reading the plans. I looked at them again not, not so long ago and, you know, it's the kind of ones that, that councils go for because they've got almost 100 new um, properties going up there as well as everything else is going to bring money into the town and jobs and things. And yeah, with any luck, it will uh, place exciting. a bit of a, a boost and a spruce up as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing about it is from what I'm hearing is the the houses and the land will still belong to the football club the rent on the apartments will still be paid into the football club. So that's your income all the time. You know, yeah. So you've, you've got, I think they were looking at ha- having 100 flats or something stupid like that. Huh?
1: I, I think it's 99. <laughs>
0: which, 99. Which annoys
1: <laughs> me because I thought, why have they made 99?
0: Uh, anyway, whatever, there must be a yeah, reason. Absolutely. But that 99 houses, flats or have you could set up the club for a long, long time if they're getting that income all the time. Oh, yes. Yeah. The sky's the limit. And then we can obviously work on the other stadium, other stands. Mm. Um, the NK stand, I've seen what they're planning on doing with that. Great. Perfect. The Alto Digital stand is fantastic. You know, mm. once that place gets rocking, it's amazing. And oh, to yeah. have two stands like that will be even better. And then go on and go on from there.
1: Absolutely. Is the railway line in the way?
0: No. Okay. It's too far. Because back. You, you, you've got the 4G right. Behind the, the main stand, anyway. Yeah, I think the railway's probably a good... I'm trying to think of the yardage, but I don't uh, know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, no, if it's no, the it's no width of
1: the, the other pitch, because I know that's there, and I know they have other bits going on with the um, yeah. you know, the, the, the ladies' teams and the other bits that they have on on the artificial surface. So it, it's obviously a good one for extra-income yeah. and stuff. I don't know if they used it for other bits and bobs. I know they've got the kids' things and stuff. Anyway, I'm waffling. <laughs> Didn't mean to talk about the team so soon... I wanted okay. to carry on talking about you and what you do and everything like okay. that. You mentioned it's been a good nine years now. Yeah. Do you remember your first game? Of course you do. No, no. <laughs> I really oh, wow. don't Cause,
0: okay. because because a lot of things have happened since since the beginning. I remember kind of Richard Sloan, who was the secretary at the time, gave me a script and I looked at it and I was like, "Okay, that's a little bit robotic."
1: Mm-hmm. So you
0: know, if you're in a call center and stuff like that, you you look at a script and you're like, "I don't want to say this." because it was like, welcome to the Wood Spring Stadium, which it used to be and yeah. still is to a lot of fans. Welcome to the Wood Spring Stadium, today's game. It was like, oh, you've got a bit of passion behind it, you know, a bit of just get up and go. Um, So I said, do I have to read this word for word? And he was like, well, we'd like you to try. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. So one of the things I said to Richard was, like, I will get an idea of what the fans want. And to be fair, the first couple of weeks, I understood what they want. They just literally want the team news. Goals, scores, scorer names, and that's it. Um, There are times where we kind of go, okay, what about Taunton? Because obviously local rivals, we want to know how they're doing. So we, we announced that they lost, Taunton lost a couple of weeks ago and there was a massive cheer, which is yeah, great yeah. to yeah
1: He's only got battered in the cup, wasn't
0: yeah. was he? Yeah. yeah, and he just had a big laugh. So, you know, there are times where you've got to kind of win the fans over with what you're saying. And I think it just seems very robotic. And I was like, that's not me. I'm a very outgoing kind of person. Mm. I need to have that <clears throat> that people want to hear in the statement because at the end of the day, they're coming to be entertained. Oh, yeah. They're paying, paying 12 pounds to be entertained. They don't want to be here. Hello, welcome to Western Superman uh, against Yedding. This is our team. no, sorry.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, you're dead right. And it's as well as what you say about being entertained, it's also a bit of personality from you and sort of sort of it goes along with the whole community vibe and i imagine a lot of similar level teams will say the same you know it's about embracing the community and about getting the fans on side and the entertainment value and and things like that because you know we're not a huge club but we're We're doing we're doing a bit and you know that's if it's fun and it's memorable and hopefully the game's good as well then you're going to get people coming back and you see it's heartening to see the amount of kids um, yeah. At the games, or also just about town in Western shirts and things like that. And this year's shirts have gone down really well, from what I can gather. Yeah, the, um, the away the away shirts
0: done amazingly. To be honest, I think mm-hmm. they've like sold out three times, which has been incredible. Um, but when when we first saw the designs for it, we were all like, "Okay, good work, good work." But they've even done pink bubble hats, and they're flying out as well. So they've done really well, and it's so nice to see when you when you look into the, the crowd now and you see everyone wearing a shirt. It's great. So well done marketing team, you've done an amazing job this year.
1: They really have, and just thinking yeah. back to the summer when they had that video with everyone, all the the fans and the the board members and whoever talking about it. And it was good. It was it was yeah. it's obviously done its job and, it, and it's worked, and it's nice to see that. Yeah. Um rather than see Premier League shirts around the um round places it's horrible. I'd rather be all flipping even Bristol City flipping it, that's so bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it is rather than have a, a Premier League top on.
0: I mean it's 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 great for the community. I mean, we, we we need a little bit more from everyone that kind of lives in Western. I mean, Western's fifty or thousand, hundred seventy five thousand. It's growing all the time. So to get nine hundred would be great. Would be an achievement if we had that on a regular basis. That place would be rocking, mm. and it would be a cauldron for people to come. And you can you can see when people come to the ground. We don't have many away fans, but when we do have massive amounts of home fans, you can hear it, and it's such a buzz. And for for me personally, I feed off the energy. Mm. So you know when when the teams come out and I've got that that kind of get up and go to to introduce them, I'm looking around if there's five people there. Like it was at the very beginning, it was heart, soul destroying. But yeah, it's it's bet much it's
1: better. Yeah, I bet it's hard because it's a combination. That sort of you're in a different position where you think everyone's kind of listening to what I say, but also if it's dull and uninteresting, they're also not listening to what I say from a sort of factual point of view. Yes. I want to see who that player is, but also God, this guy's dull. You know, know, it's a balancing act.
0: Absolutely. I mean, when, when I used to do singing and stuff like that, so I used to do a lot of karaoke and stuff like that. You need that little bit of razzmatazz kind of Mm. entertainer, uh, Robbie Williams-esque kind of entertainment. Um, and that's that's the kind of I've looked for is how can we improve the announcing? So literally when I get a team sheet and I look at the names, I'm like, oh, God, there's some really difficult names. or thankfully, there's some really easy names. And you've just got to try and make it as best as you can. So if I pronounce somebody's name wrong, I will always say apologies for the mispronunciation because it's polite, because the players are listening to every word you're saying as well. Um, I remember years and years ago, Liam Drury, who's obviously chief reporter at the club now, he um gave me an interesting fact that we'd not beaten a team um for a for a long time and I announced it. And Danny Ring was one of the players at the time. And I said, Oh, Weston haven't been in this team for 15 odd years. And Danny came up to me, he's like, Why are you saying that over the time? Yeah,
1: what the heck? Are ha, you doing
0: ha, you know, that's that's not gonna spur us on, mate. That's gonna really demote us. And I said, Well, is it it could, you know, could make you actually do the opposite. And I think Western won three one that day.
1: Nice. So,
0: and, I came, and, he, and Danny came off at the end. And I said, "See, there was good motivation on it." He was like, "Yeah, all right, let you on.
1: Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> but then, equally, if, you'd, if we'd have gone one 0 down, you wonder do the players think, "Oh, we never beat this lot?" And it yeah. could have gone. It could have gone either way. It's an interesting well, one. That yeah,
0: thing. I mean, my stepmom said it today that people obviously were saying about England not never beating the US mm. and stuff like that. And it's, it's a mental thing, you know, oh, we can't get a ball in the net because of that mental block. But I think, at, like I said earlier, it's 11 against 11. It depends who wants it more. And I think Western now are showing they want it more than anyone.
1: And it, it's a funny thing, confidence and momentum in football. Yeah. It's You feel like you can run through walls and you feel like even if you do a bad pass or have a bad touch or something like that, you think, oh, well, I'll get the next one. And you, you sort of, you know you can. Whereas if you're in a bad bit of form and you're losing, then the sort of slightest thing to, won't sort of knock you off your game. And it's very hard to get it back. It's a strange Very strange. It,
0: it, is, it is all about confidence. I mean, one thing I, I admire past and present footballers of Western is if they get tackled, some, there's a little bit of play acting, but nowhere near Premier League standard. Hmm. And they just get up. I mean, Jay Murray... You know the bloke gets chopped and tackled every time he gets the ball, and he just gets out, brushes himself off, gets on with the ball, and that's what the Premier League is missing. I think something just to be like that. Don't dive around. We don't need to see. I mean, there was one the other day where um, Nathan, um, Mason Mount got hit in the face, but there was no one near his face. So why is he going his face? Hmm.
1: Yeah. It's 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 almost counterproductive because you get a reputation for these kind of things, and with VAR, you're less likely to. Convince yeah, them it. of it, yeah. So you think why would they do it at that level? Because exactly. it's it, it's strange. It's it's um I know mean, you mentioned it before about the sort of couple of COVID seasons when it was there was no fans and stuff like that. And it was interesting to listen to the players and hear the the Premier League players making the same shouts and stuff like you hear at Western or you hear at the flipping crap on yeah. the league level that I play at you know. And it's you know second balls and it doesn't bounce and things like that. And in the, these are Premier League players, showing this, you don't expect yeah, it, but yeah. I know what you mean. It's um like the likes of Grub as well and and Reed. They because they're good players, they just get kicked and people trying to do sort of naughty things, stand on the toes and you know shove them, grab the shirts, stuff like that. But you just get on with it. You don't yeah. see many reactions really.
0: No, um, and it's it's good to see, to be honest so, um, but yeah, I mean, I like i said with the with the kind of starting of the announcing and things like that it was it was a hard start to, to kind of go right, okay, what what can we do to get this place bounced in um I spoke to a couple of the managers, I think it was uh, Ryan Northmore at the time when I first was there, and I was like, What can we have for the walkout music, and he was like, Oh, don't want something too happy, but don't want something to too sad, and it's like, okay, that's fine." And Mark McGregor came along and I spoke to him about walkout music. Because you want to try and get a bit of input from the manager as well. Mm. Um, And Mark McGregor suggested one of the ones from Les Mis, um, Do You Hear The People Sing. And I was like, that's interesting. It's an interesting song. But I don't think it would suit Western.
1: No, it's. I wouldn't have ever put it in a football context. No. But it's strange that that's where his mind went. I mean, because he wa-
0: he wanted the crowd to kind of start singing and getting up to it, which, you know, totally, when you listen to the songs, you're like, okay, I can understand.
1: Oh, yeah, that is sort of, um, yeah, that's it. It's a big sort of rebel <laughs> yeah. rousing sort of anthem and things. I'm not sure how many people what the Venn diagram of sort of musicals and going yeah. to watch Western is.
0: <laughs> What's the central bit, yeah. yeah. But that was, I was like, okay. And I think we tried it once, didn't work um we tried greatest showman mm. one once and that was i actually sung that one that was quite fun so I like ladies and gents this is the moment you're waiting for boys and girls this is also the moment you're waiting for and then this is the greatest show played and it kicked off and i got a message from one of the fans and she was like oh my god this is amazing and i'm like i couldn't do that week in week out because i think my throat would be yep, gone." Back
1: in, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so um yeah that was really enjoyable.
1: So, for those who don't know, sorry to, to cut sorry. you off there. For those who don't know, the team what what do you play before the team when they're walking out, and then just before the game? So,
0: um, fifteen minutes before, it's always the same songs. To be honest, so we have the final countdown from the fifteen minute mark, just to kind of obviously you know get excited it's coming up. Then it's um, so we I know we've got um, ready to go. Yep, Republica,
1: and there's um, one that sounds quite sort of. Um, it's not Rocky, but it's kind of that kind of-esque, isn't it, from the film? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, we have uh, Super Styling by Groove Marder, we also announced. So, basically, it goes Final Countdown, Super Styling, Ready to Go, because Ready to Go is obviously the excitement. Um, and then we've got the Michael Bublé bit of Crimea River, with the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, that bit. Oh, uh, is that it, what
1: that's from? That's the bit I is. was mistaken from... Oh, there okay. I didn't realize that. I, thought, yeah. I, I knew I recognised it, but couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. Yeah, and then we tried Red Hot Chili Peppers, um,
0: and I was like, "No, it's not really Western." it's you know. And then I just was watching Top Gun the other, like when I kind of came up with the idea, and I was like, "Mighty Wings, Wings, Seagulls." Hmm, it's a rocky track. Let's try it.
1: And mm. I think I think the
0: reception to it's been really, really good. Yeah. Um, it's it's proper exciting thing as well to listen to. Yeah, it's just, it works really, really well, and I think it's going to carry on for a long, long
1: time, I hope. One of the t- first games I went to down there, you played, it might not have been you that day, um, Enter Sandman, which I quite yeah. enjoyed, because I thought, sand, beach, seafront, yeah, I get yeah. it, western, love that. Um, I don't know if that was well-received or not, because we didn't hear it again, but...
0: Um. It was a little bit, it's just a long, mm. and it's just it's quite, it takes a while to warm up. Whereas with Mighty Wings, it's straight away, and then straight away, people, you know, when we first did, I was like, wow, this is actually working really well.
1: Yeah that's true yeah it's got to be the right type of song as well it's um that, that fits gets the crowd going you sort of know because football and being fo- a football fan that goes to the games is weirdly sort of ritualistic you do mm. the same things at the same order at the same time with the same people in the same places and whether that's you buy your breakfast in a certain same place to wear your lucky boxer shorts i don't know where it, wherever it might be but that to have the same music sort of all ties into it and you do the same things and you hear you say the same things i remember um i haven't seen him for ages actually but i was mates with um lance who's the announcer yeah. At Pristarovus, Pristarovus. yeah and um i asked him a couple of the same things about when he first got the gig and what he was what he was talking and what he was going to say and he wanted a catchphrase so it, it would be very distinctively his bit now rather than hmm. the previous guy that did it and he sort of toyed with various different things and then he, he he uh he came up with it's time to turn on the gas which is nice it's sort of it works. Yeah, it's easy to remember, and it's you know people get used to it, and it's the sort of same kind of thing. It's you have the same kind of tunes, and then you say the same things. And I imagine it's hard. It's. A...
0: It is. I mean, when it used to be kind of like me, me and Nathan, who who co presents Match Days when I'm not there, we've we've kind of put our heads together, and we were like, what can we do to kind of create that little bit of an atmosphere? We've we've decided when we do the team shoots is to read the away team first, and then the home team. I'm going to tr- start doing something new with the home team, which hopefully should start getting a little bit of a more of a role. Because when oh, is this the... a
1: plans of football exclusive? Yeah. So oh, wow, um, I need a jingle we... or something or like a sound <laughs> effect, don't I? Ding ding ding. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> so
0: um, when we do, when, when we've been watching the World Cup, literally they've been doing the announcements but waiting for that cheer. Mm. So you know, Jordan Pickford, for example. I don't know why he gets a cheer, but, you know, don't get a cheer. <laughs> so um, the plan is, is obviously when we announce the teams is literally do the away team really fast because nobody cares about the away teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just try and warm up the crowd by going, and your goalkeeper, Max Harris. Yay! Yeah. yeah, exactly. But we just need everyone on the same page, because if you don't have more than five, <laughs> it's just going to fall flat on his ass. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, so I was thinking the other day, what can I do to get the crowd start to warm their vocals up? And then I'm a bit of a film nut, and I was like, Freddie Mercury, hey! oh. go. Like, oh, yeah, okay. So I'm going to try that, just basically Freddie Mercury going, right, I'm, I'm going to say, right, everyone, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, time to warm up the vocals, and then just press that, and then get the crowd to start singing, because then at least they might start getting a little bit Excited for that, and then obviously when we do the cheering of the names. So, any Seagulls fans listening, if you hear it, please join in.
1: <laughs> please, <Absolutely. laughs> yeah, no, that'd be really good. I mean, we're at home um, this Saturday, and it's going up before then. So, hopefully, everyone will have heard this and will join in. Yeah, we might be doing it in the new year, but yeah,
0: it's it's something we've we're going to try.
1: Keep listening and keep getting involved. That's the point. That's the point Absolutely. about Western yeah. and. You know, that's one of the things why I've sort of been hooked by coming here and, um, you know, it, it, enjoying it and how much people get involved and how much people see it, it's their club and their scene and their thing Absolutely. to do. And um I mean, people who don't know my face, I mean, I stand at the front with my pram and I've always got my daughter with me and people say hello. People recognize me because they see me and, I'm you know, you know it's, it's, it's nice to see the same people and that's it yeah. you know, I don't know these people of Madden but you say hello and you chat and you talk about the game and all yeah. things like that and it, it's it's, you don't I imagine you don't get that if you go to games higher up
0: I don't I don't know I mean we went to Taunton myself and my son last season and that was a really weird experience um, well, just because it was Taunton just because it was Taunton yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and waiting for like a brother and sister to be meeting into each other bumping into each other and not realising Um. <laughs> but it it was just Taunton fans were quite aggressive as Mm. any fan is aggressive you know about their club not aggressive but passionate about their club Mm. but when you walk past someone and say oh excuse me you know because that's the polite way to do it you just go hmm and it's like oh okay Mm. and there are some there are some teams in the league that we we play against now that are absolutely fantastic away fans and there's some that don't turn up so I mean when we yeah, so when we played Barnet in the um, the Cup, I was amazed that they, they didn't have a full stadium there. You know, yeah, it's a low elite team. I mean, you know you're going to get a, a win. But what if you don't get a win? What if you want to cheer your team? I mean, I think Western have more fans than Barnet fans. Wow. <laughs> Which was incredible.
1: I know a good few went from our lot. Yeah. And the other thing to sort of mitigate there is the Barnet were on a weird run of form. Yeah. I know they're not particularly happy with their owners um, and stuff like that. So I don't know whether it was a case of, well, this is an extra game. of have for season ticket. I'm not paying to go and watch a team two divisions below. will probably beat us and things like that. But I take your point. It is,
0: you know, t- t- if you want to go, if you enjoy the sport that much, go
1: and do it regardless. Mm. Um, I mean, the other thing to say is, you know, times are hard at the moment. We, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it is a luxury. And when, you haven't got the money for stuff. This is the first thing to go, isn't it? Go and yeah. go to football and have a beer and whatever else. It's you know, I get it. It's it's not not everyone's in a, in a place where they can afford to do such things at the moment. I know I sort of struggle, and coming up to Christmas is going to be hard for a lot of households.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The good thing about it though is you don't have to worry about the heating because it's not your build that you're using during the half time. So you know, good keep point. the heating off. Keep, bar, keep the heating yeah. off. Exactly, yeah, to yeah. the bar. Buy it. a beer. Buy a beer. It'll keep you warm for the rest of the night. You'll be fine. <laughs> not that I'm promoting any
1: alcohol. Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's not official Western Supermare FC Honestly. advice. Yeah, of course no. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on briefly then. Yeah. I know you're a Newcastle fan. Mm-hmm. That's where you're from?
0: No. Is that a family um, thing? No? No, I'm I'm originally born uh raised in Yatton so just like ten miles outside of Western. Mm-hmm. Um my dad's a Mancunian, so he's a Manchester United fan. Um, and I was more kind of into rugby when I was kind of growing up. And I remember it clear as day, it was Euro 96. And I was like, sit down and watch it with my dad. He goes, you know, that's what you want your son to do is sit oh, down. Gosh, and yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, OK, I'll watch it. And there was a player who started banging goals in for fun for England. And I was like, he's actually, you know, he's actually not bad to be fair good some of the goals he scored were yeah. really good hmm. and then Gazza obviously scored the wonder goal against Scotland and you're like oh, okay and to be fair I feel I think I must have been a bit of a glory hunter because Shearer obviously went to, to Newcastle and I followed Shearer yeah you know I didn't follow Newcastle I followed Shearer if Shearer had probably gone to Man United it could, have been, it could have been completely different
1: that would have been very easy as well with you were your old man yeah exactly um, and I was like
0: I'll follow Sheriff because the goals he scored were absolutely incredible hmm. um, and then we beat then we got thumped by Manchester United in the Charity Shield 4-0 <laughs> um, and I was like okay he's not that good and then obviously we started picking up points and then we had Man United again and we thumped them 5-0 and I went you know what I think I made the right decision here this, yeah. is, this is actually quite an entertaining team to watch um, yeah and then so it was not 96 yeah, a fair, fair few years I've supported them down the years now. And it's been heartbreak, and it's been joyous, and it's been scary at times. And yeah, it's. I think we're finally getting our club back, which is great.
1: Absolutely, because, I mean, they've not always been in the top division. They've not always been in no. a good place. They've not always been a good team. Um, There's the old ownership. There's the new ownership. There's sort of a lot going on. Yeah. Um, really, but yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, it's, it's it's. I suppose if you're looking for a team to support, you want someone that actually captures your imagination and you sort of have this centre-forward, you sort of very Roy the Rovers kind of, you know, local lad done well, I yeah. can totally see that. I can really get the idea uh, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, some of the goals he scored throughout his Newcastle career were phenomenal. You know, um, one, for example... It came up on my memories the other day um and it was against Chelsea and he just literally just brushed off the SIE off the side, walked forward and then just volleyed it or hit it from outside the box and it went in the top corner. And he's just like, when am I going to see a goal like that ever again? <laughs> just unbelievable. And I remember being, I was working in South End at the time and I, I saw it, screamed, have my Newcastle shot. Yeah! <laughs> and then turn around and the pub was full of Chelsea fans. Mm. And I know I'm like, uh oh! <laughs> and to be fair, every single one of those Chelsea fans then got up, and I'm like, I don't know, and they all applauded it because the goal was absolutely incredible. Yeah, fine. And you know, like I said, for the the goal ratio he scored, he could have got a lot more, but the injuries obviously stopped him and stuff like that. And then you kind of you you kind of stop following Shearer the man because obviously he's injured. You can't watch him all the time. You then watch the other players. Mm. So you watch your Janolas, you watch your Espriers, Gary Speed, you know. Unbelievable player, um, and it's just like wow. This this is a, a really good team, and it, it was sad that it, the way it went with Mike Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just heartbreaking to to know what he did to players, to what he did to managers. It's not how you run a business. I've and he's obviously taken over Coventry City's grounds, not the team, but the ground. So he now owns their property, which. Scares the bejesus out of me, for one.
1: And you know, if there was ever a club that didn't need any more sort of trouble with their owners, Coventry's, you know, would be high up on the list. Absolutely, they sort of had all kinds of trouble over the last yeah. few years. And um, you know, it's again, it's always the fans who, who suffer. Yeah. Um. And... It's it's hard to. I don't know. It's a strange moment, with Mike Ashley because he's obviously a very clever man and a very successful man. But you just, whether you sort of deliberately going out of his way to be disliked and, and dislikable? Well,
0: at the very beginning, he used to go out, he used to buy beers for all the fans. He, mm. And then all of a sudden, something just changed. There's always going to be three sides to the story. There's going to be his version, the fans' version, and then the truth. We'll never know. We'll never, mm. absolutely never know. And for the first couple, I mean, he obviously did the dirty on Keegan when he came back. Um, that was proved in a court of law. So that's probably obviously where it went. He a wouldn't bit. come
1: and sue us. Say what you liked, fine. Yeah, it. exactly.
0: Um, and it's just unbelievable how it all just kind of fell apart. And you're like, okay. And then to hand out fifteen thousand free season tickets because you're not filling a stadium. It's a little bit of a kick in the teeth for a club of Newcastle size.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, um, there's a reason why people aren't. Yeah, because they didn't want money. It. Because they didn't yeah, it, yeah. Mm. they didn't want.
0: It. They weren't being entertained. It was okay for Mike Ashley to finish 17th it was okay to, for Mike Ashley not to do the cup competitions I mean they um, they did a report a couple of weeks ago that Mike Ashley was told and advised poorly advised that if you play your, your younger team your younger players in the cups their value will go up you will then get more money because they'll be worth a little bit more hmm. and he's like oh okay because he is very much take 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 with the money you know um and you just kind of think, why have you advised somebody of that? But thankfully, Eddie Hamill's come in, ripped that up and gone, you know what? We're going to go for these Cups. And, and we've gone for these Cups. And we're playing that um, the League Cup, I think it is.
1: Mm, yeah, just it after,
0: yeah, just after uh, the World Cup. So it, if we get into a final, I'll be happy. That's, that's all be, I want. Yeah. That's all we've ever wanted as Newcastle fans it is a club a tries, not a club that just gets by. A club that actually goes out and wants to win and wants to do well. I mean, the league this this year is completely different to how it was last season. You know, we're third in the league. I never even imagined that. No. But everyone is pulling in the right direction. And it's the same with Western. We're all pulling in the right direction. And I think that's why we are doing so well in the league with Western as well. Because, the manager knows what he wants. He's getting the best out of the players. The mm. players are all so so pally with each other. I mean, they're all doing silly fines and stuff like that, which is great. But everyone is pulling in the same direction. I think if you get one spanner that just goes wrong,
1: it all falls apart. So hopefully, that isn't the case for either of the sides. And no, Ben. Um it was a gorgeous little segue that by the way to bring it back to western just enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. It's like I've done this before. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> Um so yeah that that's that's how it is. I mean it's if a may. Yeah. Um we talked about one controversial owner at Newcastle. I mean mm-hmm. I can't let you talk about the club without mentioning the new regime. Um yeah. not universally liked um quite divisive. How how does that sit with you? How the sort of moral side of it, the moral implications of, of being owned by that type of regime? It um, is, again, it it's, is it's, difficult. It's, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, with the World Cup being what it is and where it is at the moment, it's something that's to the forefront of everyone's mind. But I just wondered if you had any kind of take on it.
0: The sad thing about us fans is we are always the ones that suffer. Um, so when things like this does happen, we're the ones that are questioned on it. We don't have the control over it. And as much as so I'm happy to have my club back, of course our eyebrows are going to be raised because of their their religious beliefs, their stance on L, Um, I just think if you go deep enough in any owner's background, you're going to find a few skeletons. Mm. Yes, there's a lot of skeletons in Newcastle's closet at the moment. But I think that they're starting to show signs that they are starting to understand. I mean, the the ladies team, for example, they, they were never part of Newcastle United. Mike, Mike actually kept them as a separate entity, completely away. The new regime have literally gone, you know what, let's bring them in to, to part of the club. They've got new sponsors. They're getting a new training pitch. So they're getting the money from PIF. And obviously Amanda Staveley and stuff, but she's totally up for the women's rights. And of course, you know it's, those are the people that need to be questioned. Morally, it is a hard, hard choice. But like I said, if you go to Man United, for example, they've had they've had dealings with the, the Saudis in the past. Yeah, boxing matches they've they do matches over in Saudi Arabia. The Formula One, yeah, you know, none of those have been questioned. The new golf
1: tour that's come out. The new golf tour, yeah.
0: yeah. None of them have been ever questioned. You know, you don't go to Lewis Hamilton and say, well, if you don't agree with their rides,
1: why are you racing? You're taking the money and going over there, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. You know,
0: Cristiano Ronaldo, he's obviously been released from Manchester United now. And the news came out on Friday that the Saudi Arabian team are put in a bid for it. Well, basically offered him a a massive amount of wage. If he goes, is he going to be questioned?
1: I can't imagine he will. But as you say, there's no, no country, no sort of organisation that you're ever going to be totally happy with And, and no, exactly. Um, on a sort of moral level. I mean, the the next World Cup after this one, well, the previous one was in Russia, which Flippen speaks for itself. The next one's yeah. in America, and they've got a lot of... Gun armed, crime. Gun crime, and there was yeah. all that with the, the abortion law that got turned over recently yeah. and things like that. But, you, you know, when it's, we're not here to talk about politics generally. I just, I just, no, exactly. I, I wanted to just mention it because um i've heard other Newcastle fans talk about how difficult it is to sort of make their peace with it Realistically, they 're just a man on the street and they they ultimately can 't influence it no. um it's still the team that they grew up supporting and everything like that and i 'm sure you 're yeah. exactly the same I mean on a Saturday, you just want to win exactly you want you just want, the three, po- you just want three
0: points or you want a cup we haven't had a cup since the sixties seventies mm. you know that's all we want is we we just want. Like I said earlier, we, we want a club that tries. We want a club that just goes out and just attempts to win. I mean, when we were playing Man City and we were free one, up, I was just like, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah, and then obviously, I and then I text my friend, He's like, are "You excited?" And I went, "No, because it's Man City. I know we're gonna we're gonna lose or we're gonna get a draw." But to mm. be free one against Man City was incredible. But the, the kind of people you need to talk about are the politicians. You know, mm. we we do arms deals with. Saudi Arabia, we do billions. You cost one for 350 million, 305 million, sorry. Mm, yeah, yeah, we're doing tens of billions of pounds of, of deals with the Arabians for missiles, for all of that, for sending stuff to Ukraine.
1: Those, are the, people I mean, to, those yeah. are the people that need to be questioned. That's it. It's hard to sort of, you've got to get your own house in order before you start looking at other exactly. people, I suppose, isn't it? But. You know, it's as I say, it's not really here to discuss it. Newcastle have made great strides on the pitch, which is, and excellent. the fact that our, our back four cost less than Harry Maguire, <laughs> 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 which yeah,
0: is, is always a nice little statistic. You know, Fabian Schalk cost three million. Um, Botman has been an absolute revelation for the mm-hmm. for the age of him. He's twenty two and he's just an absolute tank. And then um, Kieran Burn, tri- 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 is, isn't it? Plays one on the yeah. left hand side, yeah, and then. Yeah. Um, He's been; they've been great, you know. He's obviously covered for Matty Target when Matty Target was off injured, um, and then it, the commentators the other week when when we were playing at home, they were like, "Well, Matty Target can get in the team. He's just come back from injury."
1: So, give him a chance. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Yeah, that's 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 great. That's all I wanted to to, to hear about. It's sort of a bit interesting though, and you know, as a lot of people. Who are involved in Weston? Who fans of Weston are going to have another club, whether it's a second club, whether that's their first club? Who knows? It doesn't. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a, it's it's sort of a different a different game, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's just, we love non-league football because it's totally different to the Premier League and to the, to the Champions League, the World Cup, and everything like that. It's different. It's uh, I don't know. I can't think of the word. I don't want to, you don't want to say proper. You don't want to sound sort of uh like one of these sort of.
0: You feel you're like you're part of the team when you're a local league leader you know, you feel like you're on the pitch with them because you're that much closer.
1: To be able to hear what they're shouting at each other, yeah. what you're shouting at them. And you're right, the fact that you might head the ball out of the crowd if it comes near you, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, um, Yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. It's lovely. You can see why yeah. people get addicted to it and long may it Absolutely. continue.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, going back to the touching of the balls and things like that, when COVID was happening and we were inviting fans back, that was a difficult moment because Western being Western... Can't afford, you know. They they pay seventy five pound a match ball, mm. which they really get. That like, is that almost it's Yeah, seventy five. I think it's something like that. And they they get obviously they have to buy them from the league, mm. and they're like, you can't touch the balls. So if the ball went off, people obviously will do the hand wave yeah. wave wave into white, wipe move it away from the face. But we had to tell people you can't raise your hands to move the ball. And it's like what? Wow. So I just said, just put your hands down and wait for it to be smacked in the face.
1: Yeah, I bet. I mean, I imagine that
0: <laughs> fell on deaf ears. Yeah. Of course it did. Because you're literally going, stop touching the ball. And you see people when it's going go out for a throw and t- trying yeah. to touch the ball because they want to protect their face and stuff like that. Um, I mean, thankfully, that's gone. I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, there were some crazy, crazy things we had to do during the COVID games.
1: Yeah, I can it imagine. I hadn't really thought about it from a, a sort of operational point of view, but yeah, it was um I think I think it was balls
0: dotted around the ground as well. Mm. So literally they were all sterilized and stuff like that. And it's just like if they go into the ground, can you not touch them? Wait for a steward. Well, what if the steward's got something? Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? It was just it was it was a very strange and sort of um conflicting sets of advice a lot of the time. Like um as as I say, I play Sunday League and you're allowed to go and hang around on a pitch with twenty other fellas, but I couldn't see Four other people in it, yeah, in my family for um yeah. for Christmas. It was totally bizarre. Someone said that, you know, if you'd assigned your to play centre half, you could see it more often. And that's the kind of <laughs> weird thing it was. But, you know, it is what it is. No one was prepared for it because we'd never seen anything like that before. No, but again, exactly. it's not, it's hopefully we're over the worst of that and we're back to something like normality. Yes. Anyway, Tim, before I let you go, and I've loved yeah. having you on, it's been awesome. Um, How are Western going to do this season then? We've got. A, a, a tough run now um, especially with getting beat the last game but what can we do what can we expect
0: I reckon we're going to go up
1: as champions not, as champions um,
0: I, can't, I can't see us falling apart I think Scott's got such a good little unit there that he will literally bring them in and say Look, come on boys one goal. I mean to be fair, if, if it had been like three nil or something like that, it'd been a little bit more worrying. I mean Max has been fantastic in goal, mm. as has Luke when he's deputised. And you just kind of think, okay, it's one goal. That's fine. But I think we do still struggle getting the back the ball in the back of the net. And you know, Ruben and Marlon are fantastic players, but they just need that one person, I think, with that little bit of a killer instinct to bang the goals in. I mean there's been so many chances where it could have been six, seven nil to us. Have mm. we taken the chances? So I, I, I seriously think we're going to go up as champions, um, which will make our life a lot easier
1: as, as staff. That would be lovely. And it's going to attract yeah. a lot of extra fans and you're going to get towards that nine hundred, a If any luck.
0: Yeah. The, the only worry I have about going up is some of the names that we have to pronounce yet <laughs> <laughs> will be a little bit more difficult. I remember when we dropped down division, I was like, oh, brilliant. Okay, well, at least the names are going to be a little bit easier to pronounce. They're not. They're really not. And
1: it's
0: <laughs> it's like, uh, how do we? Pre- and you go to like away directors and go. So how do you pronounce this guy? Oh, we just call him Edie. Well, yeah, I can't say it-
1: that, can I? Because yeah.
0: <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I want to be a professional person. Because mm. who knows what's listening? Sc- you know, scouts are all in the club all the time. Mm. They might turn around and go, actually, that announcer at Westerns Football Club could do. It. Get rid of Downsy at Bristol City. He's doing the the Bears. Let's get Tim in for the... Love it. Be great. You know, um, Lance at Bristol Rovers has said that he's put me down as a second if ever he goes off ill or anything like that. I haven't had the call yet. Uh, So, Bristol Rovers, if uh, if you need cover. Get in touch. Get in touch. Absolutely.
1: Amazing. Well, yeah, I think that's it. I think that'll be good for people to listen to ahead of the weekend's game. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thanks very much for coming on. No problem. I'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, we'll for see you then, guys. For- Cheers.